not been asked to uh, pray over these. Oh, y'all may sit down. Y'all may sit down. Y'all been standing a long time. Um, okay. Um, yeah. We don't want to know who you are, so put your mask on. That's Tonto said to the Lone Ranger. Uh, y'all come up here. I want y'all to come on up here, and I want you to stand. Can you stand right there? Can you, right there. It's good. It's good. Just stand right there. All right. Now, y'all come over there and stand on this side over here. Just stand right there. Don't get no closer. We're going live around the world. Boo. hard to do when you're not used to it in a baby. Come on, you stand over there. We got, we've got two, um, two babies to dedicate this morning. And uh, this, this is a history-making event uh, for these two. I was thinking about it, what we were doing, I was reading over there in the book of Luke, and when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus into the temple, and they brought them in there for a specific reason. But the Bible said there was an elderly gentleman there by the name of Simeon. And he came in And he had a promise from God that he would not leave the earth until he saw salvation. And after he had ministered that, in comes an old woman who's over a hundred years old said every day she's there, over a hundred years old. So anything less than that, you have no excuse for missing church. She comes in every day. As these families stand before you today with these children, never before has there been a child born into the earth that had a mountain as high as these children have to climb? Mountains are possibilities. And you must always go to the mountaintop to see the reality of life. You're never going to see the reality of life in the valley. Only on the mountaintop. And these two babies today are unique and their mountain before them is higher than any mountain any baby's ever faced before. For it is at this mountaintop that these two children shall view the reality of life. 
never before are we so close to the top of the mountain ourselves. When you're on top of the mountain that I'm talking about for these two children and they're looking at the reality of life, there are three characters that the children who reach the top of this mountain shall see. The word talks about those characters. The first character is the Antichrist. Now the Antichrist is a spirit. So if you're looking for a man, you're going to miss it. The Antichrist is a spirit. The Apostle John in his writing said he was already here. So the Antichrist is a spirit. And these children that we will commit to the Lord today, they will see the Antichrist. The spirit. This is anti-God, anti-Jesus, anti-church, anti-singing, anti-praise, anti-assembling together. They will see this. The second character that they will see on this mountaintop is the Apostle Paul puts it this way. He said he's the man of sin. Two different people. The Antichrist is a spirit in the world now. But the second one is the man of sin. Now this is an intriguing character. For thousands of years, hundreds of years, theologians have questioned. But the man of sin is an image I want you to think of it. As the Antichrist is a spirit, the man of sin that Paul talks about is an image. For instance, when we think of the United States of America, there's an image called Uncle Sam. Think about it. The man of sin is an image representing sin. And just as Uncle Sam represents the United States, Uncle Sam is just an image. But when we talk and think of the United States, we think of Uncle Sam. When I was Growing up, I ate pancakes. I thought of Aunt Jemima. She's an image. Think about it. We used to eat rice. I thought of Uncle Ben. I'm wondering, when do they take the Quaker off of the box of oats? When will KFC forget about the old gentleman in a white suit? 
When is every statue, every monument going to be taken down and moved out of the way? <clears throat> Why, my friend, is Uncle Sam being attacked? Why, my friend, is Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, probably soon to be the Quaker Oak man, the KFC man. Why are the statues of the great men of this nation being torn down? They're being torn down to make a broad way for the entrance of the man of sin. For he is an image and all other images must be taken down, for he's jealous. And he will not share that position of the man of sin, the image of sin, with any other image. And so they're, they're dismantling all other images. Think about it so that that wide, broad way can be made that the man of sin can come in. And the Bible says that he will make his way to Jerusalem He will give the right to build the third temple and he will cut an agreement with Israel and Palestine for a seven-year peace treaty and they will build a temple. But in three and a half years, the man of sin will go to Jerusalem, go to the temple, take his seat on the temple and declare himself God. And so I believe these children today, with this mountain, at the height of this mountain, these two that we give to God anew this morning, at the top of that mountain they will see the Antichrist, and they will see the man of sin. But there's a third character that these two children will see. And it is a man called Jesus who will split the eastern sky. His foot shall touch the Mount of Olives. The Antichrist will be dealt with. The man of sin will be humbled. And all of creation shall declare King of kings, Lord of lords. These children will climb that mountain and at the top they will see these three characters. I prophesy to you today that they shall see the Antichrist, they shall see the man of sin, but they shall see the coming of the Lord. And so we look at these two children.
Stretch your hand toward them now. Father, we understand now while you commanded it, why you commanded Israel never have a graven image of you. Because you knew this day would come that these three, the Antichrist, the man of sin, and the Christ, would come to these children. And you did not want them to miss it. You did not want them to be deceived. You did not want them to be misled. For they have been born for such an hour that they shall witness the greatest event of all creation. Jesus coming to declare himself who he is. The I am that I am. They shall see him, they shall hear him, and they shall praise him. Father, I bless them today. I, I speak blessing over them for they will require this blessing. I speak over their families, over their parents, that they would train these two up in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, that they would not be deceived, they would not go the way of the Antichrist, they would not succumb to the lies of the man of sin, but they would look up and see their redemption as it draws nigh to them. Lord, give special wisdom to these parents. Give special wisdom to them right now. Give them, Lord God, an anointing for in their hands is the greatest gift that God could ever give them. For these children shall see the salvation of God. I bless these parents. I bless their homes. I dedicate these babies in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And I pronounce blessing. I pronounce blessing upon you that the Lord would be with you. He would cause His face to shine upon you. And as the song that has become so popular, may there be a sky full of angels. Surrounding you until the coming of the Lord, child. You shall not be sick. You shall not be infirmed. For the Spirit of the Lord is on you. As it was on the Christ child. This Spirit of God shall be upon you. This Holy Spirit shall hover and brood over you. And angels shall do your bidding. I bless you, child. I bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. All right? See, we didn't even have to do anything else. Now get out of here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's give them praise. Let's give him praise. Let's give him praise. Let's give him praise.
Let's give him praise right now. Give God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost praise. Give them 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 praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For what Satan would mean to destroy, God has a people. God has a people. And there will always be. I sort of envy these kids because they're going to get to see what thousands of years of generations have wanted to see. But they're going to see it. Amen. They are going to see it. Praise the Lord. Praise, Praise the, Lord. the Lord. Pastor, I give it back to you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's make our decree. You ready? Today, we decree Jesus, the written word, is our salvation, healer, restorer. We decree the Holy Spirit is our transformer. Today, we activate our faith in God's sophisticated life of abundance. For all of the ALM family, we decree four corners of the earth have been purposed Planned and expected by God with 500 families of affluence to join this church. We speak to the north to give up families of power and influence. We speak to the south to give up families of royalty and prestige. We speak to the east to give up families of brilliance and inventiveness. We speak to the west to give up families of kingdom wealth. We speak to the ministering angels to go forth and prepare the way for ALM's ministry of engagement called evangelism. This decree in Jesus' name shall be established and the light of God will shine upon it. Amen and amen. We ain't done yet. Get your word out. I hope you brought your Bibles because of technical difficulties you can't depend on, man. You got your word? Come on, I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet, a light under my path. I will hide its word in my heart that I might not sin against God. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I got it. Praise the Lord. Can't break that barrier there, sir. Hallelujah. God's a good God, isn't he? Hallelujah. Let's shout unto God with a voice of triumph. You may be seated. Thank you so much for being in the, uh, being here at Abundant Living Ministries. Those who are watching the internet, thank you so much for watching. We appreciate it. Uh, we had a lot going on today. We had baby dedications. That was our family. I wanted, I wanted Bishop to do it because I wanted them to see the, the, the importance of not only is he Bishop, but he's the great-grandfather. So, I mean, it's important to see that and what a powerful word. I mean, it's like people are like, what is he saying? It is so profound what he said. It's so true. It's biblical truth what, he said, what you saw. I mean, the, the, the kids that are born today, they're going to see it. 
and and they, and we and we dedicated them unto the Lord according to what the Word says. And if you have children that need to be dedicated, let us know because we're going to be doing it again. And does it matter how old they are as a young child if they have not been dedicated? Hey, they need to get dedicated. And if you have not been baptized, you need to be baptized. If you have forgotten what baptism is all about, you need to get rebaptized. And we're going to be doing that too. Because we have all the capabilities here at Abundant Living Ministries to do all that. Because God is good to this church. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. This word, this word that we decree every day, that I hold in my hand, this word, this word right here. If you're wondering why, if you're visiting here today, those who are watching the internet, if you're wondering why we make these decrees, because we know what the word of God says. When you make a decree, it has to be established. And we don't make this decree based on flesh. We make it based upon our spirit, connected with our God. And we do it by faith. And we do it because we do it by faith. We know it will be established. We know the families are going to come. Why? Because we decreed it. We know they're going to come from the north, the south, and east, and west. We know that. And they have a purpose. They have a plan. They have an expectation. As we read. As we decreed it. But this word that I hold in my hand is the tree of life. Every time you read this word, it's the tree of life. And it gives you the ability. And it gives you the, the ability and the strength that you, that you can overcome any circumstance that, that is faced this week. That's why here at Abundant Living Ministries, you hear me say this all the time. You need to read your word. You need to study it. You need to pray it. You need to speak it. What do I mean by speak it? In other words, speak it over your life. Speak it over your marriage. Speak it over your children. Speak it over your job. Speak it over your business. Speak it over everything, spiritually, physically, finally. And you speak it all throughout the day. You speak it throughout the day. Why? Because you are speaking the word and you are strengthening yourself in the midst of all that is going on today. And it gives you the strength and it gives you the, the ability to navigate through all that the devil tries to throw at you. And you're not alone. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. He is your navigation. He is your GPS. He navigates you through all this so you don't have to deal with it. If you, the only reason why we deal with it is because we want to deal with it. We were never called to deal with the devil. That's the job of the God. God deals with the devil. We are not called to deal with that. We are called to navigate through all that he throws at us. We don't look at him. We don't talk. We don't have conversation with him. We don't deal with him. That is God's job. We are navigated to where God wants us to take us. And he's going to take us to the harvest field. And if we're so caught up in what we're seeing, what we're hearing, what man is saying, we're going to miss out on the harvest field, which was where God wants to take you because that harvest field is ripe. And because it's ripe, we're going to miss out in evangelizing those individuals so they can be saved like us. So that's why we tell you to read this word. That's why we decree this word, because this word gives you strength in these Times in these, as it says in Second Timothy turn, chapter three, turn there. We're going off script, Naomi. Well, it doesn't matter. You can't see it anyway, so you're gonna have to trust me. Second Timothy chapter three. 
See, everything that is going on has been prophesied. This pandemic has been already prophesied thousands of years ago. Every pandemic that this United States has faced or this world has faced has been prophesied according to the word of God. It was prophesied by the prophets. It was prophesied by Jesus himself said these things would come. And it's a sign to us that we, the church, cannot be playing around. We cannot be taking knees to fear, but we have to be focused on the coming of the Lord. All these things that we're living in is a sign that tells us that the coming of the Lord is soon. Hallelujah. Jesus is coming back. Whether you're ready or not, Jesus is coming back. God is so merciful and God's so gracious to his church that he has given us time after time. But this season and time is running out. And Jesus himself in Matthew chapter 24 talks about this stuff. He said, these things are going to happen. And they're happening as we speak. So why, which I don't understand, why are we so fearful? Is it maybe we're not ready for the coming of the Lord? Or maybe our family that we love so dearly that we communicate with them by phone, by by text, by email, by social networks. It, they're not, we're afraid they're not ready yet. Our neighbors, our coworkers, what is it? Because the coming of the Lord is coming. We have to be ready regardless of what is going on. So when you hear these things and you see these things and, 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 and you're experiencing these things, don't fear. Walk by faith. Your eyes are fixed upon the Lord. Just write this down. We'll get there in 2 Timothy. Proverbs 15 verse 3 says, The eyes of the Lord, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. In other words, God sees everything. God knows everything. God already knows who wins. And that is the church. Us. I just don't understand and God does not comprehend why we don't get it. The reason why is because our eyes are not fixed upon him. And because our eyes are not fixed upon him, we are going to be distracted. And the devil is very good at distracting the church, the body of Christ. And he uses the same old tricks that he's been using since the beginning of time. He has not changed. He will not change because that is who he is. He is a liar. He is the father of lies. And he lies every day. He paints a picture. He, he makes it look beautiful. But the bottom line, it's it's full of lies and it's only there to steal, kill and destroy your life. But it's amazing how we give into it every day. We give into it spiritually. We give into it physically and we definitely give into it financially. And we see no good return from it. Amen. You will never see a return, any good return. 
from the devil because he does not know how to do anything that's good. And the, God, and, the, and the eyes of the Lord knows this. He sees it. And it hurts him when he sees the body of Christ give in to this. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. Just write this down. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is on the one whom we are accountable. Nothing in all this creation is hidden from God. He sees everything. He knows what the devil is going to do to his people. That's why he has given us the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit is our GPS. He, he relates everything back from the Father to us. And he navigates us. So when the devil schemes against you, you don't have to worry about nothing. Why? Because the job of the Holy Spirit is to protect you. He's the barrier between you and the devil. And he says, ah, no, no, no. And he's just going to navigate you. Does it frustrate the devil? Of course it does. Because he wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life. But he's just hoping one day you choose not to read your word. He's hoping one day he cho you choose not to pray and commune with God. He's praying. He is counting on you not doing that. Why? Because if he can get you to do that, he can pounce on you like a, that roaring lion, as it says in 1 Peter. And he can devour everything that God has intended for you that day to bless you. That's all he wants to do. He ain't attacking the enemy. He already owns the enemy. He's attacking the church. Why? Because that's what he feeds upon. He doesn't feed upon the, the, the enemy. He already ate them. There's nothing else left in them. He wants to eat the body of Christ. Why? Because every day God blesses us. And he wants you not to be blessed. He wants to devour all the blessing of God so you don't get it. So you can stay Bound, in pain, frustrated, fearful, never seeing the light of day. But God knows this. And he tells us these things are going to happen. Second Timothy chapter 3. Know this also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Perilous times shall come. How many of us can say amen that we're living in perilous times? For men shall be lovers of their own self. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. We have such, I mean, unthankful, man. Nobody's thankful for nothing. I mean, can you believe? I, I'm reading this last night. You got these multi, multi, multi NBA players. They're upset. Because of the places they're living. It's like living in a prison. They're staying in the biggest hotel in all of Disney. That's between, in the summertime, four to $500 a night. But it's like a prison. Give me a break. Unthankful. I wonder how many homeless Californians would love to stay at the Floridian in down in Walt Disney World. 
just one night. I want to know how many prisoners would love to come out of prison and, and stay in a nice bed. Sleep in a nice bed, eat a hot meal, and not worrying. You got a time limit. But we're living in a time. It's not only the poor people that are unthankful, but now we got the super rich who think they deserve everything. They're unthankful. I'm like, I, I, I wanted to put my finger in my mouth. I'm like, you unthankful individual. Unholy. Without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despiser of those that are good. Despiser of those that are good. That is what we're seeing today. We're calling evil good and good evil. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. All this that I'm reading has been promised right here. Second Timothy, right here, right here. Thousands of years since, till 2020. And everything that I've read is exactly what is happening right now. Right now, it's happening in the world and it's happening in the churches. We're unthankful. We're unholy. We're we're. We want pleasure for ourselves. We have, we, our ears have become itchy and we're, and we're, we rather believe fables than believe the truth. Why? Because the truth, truth in this word is absolute and we can't handle the truth because it's too hard to swallow because we made, because we believe that lie. But the truth in this word is the only thing that's going to set you free from hell. It's going to keep you out of hell and it's going to send you to heaven. See, Jesus is truth. He's truth. He will not compromise himself. Even though he was tried by his family, he was tried by Pharisees. He was tried by the religion, the religious individual to compromise his purpose, plan and expectation to why God sent him. But he says, I refuse not to compromise who I am. Yes, there's ungodliness. Yes, there's wickedness. Yes, there's demonic oppression. There is everything that hell produces was all there, but he would not compromise. He knew God so loved the world that he sent Jesus to die on a cross. So all of us here in this room and watching my internet can be saved. Not only saved, but healed from sin because sin hurts. Sin leaves marks. Sin steals, kills, and destroys. And not only Jesus came, was sent by God, and because he went to the cross, not only did he die on the cross to save you, but he, want, he came to heal you from what the ramifications of what sin does. And then he, after he heals you, he, he, I love this. I can just see this. I can just see this is what he did for me. He saved me. He healed me from sin. The pain. The condemnation, the guilt. Oh, how many, without raising your hand, you know what I'm talking about, the guilt of sin. There's some people in here that have not let go of that guilt because you think God cannot forgive you because of whatever sin you've done. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Because the very one that was on the side of Jesus, Jesus forgave him. He says, I'm going to remember you. 
You're going to be with me in paradise. Not only does he, he saved me, but he healed me from the condemnation, the guilt of sin. But he restored me back to the Father. In other words, Father, here's Thad Thomas. Here is your creation. Restored. Made new for you to love, to, give your, to, to be good to, and to give your very best to every day. Restored. But then he says, we're not done. I got to transform you. So you're, you're thinking, don't fall back into your old ways. I got to change your thinking. I got to change your ways of walking because you can't walk with a limp of sin. Because that's what people can identify with. Oh, you got that limp too. I got that limp. Jesus don't want you to identify with the limp of sin. Because if you can identify with the limp of sin, that's all you're going to talk about is sin. That's all you got in common. And you just kick Jesus out of the, what all he did out of the way. I don't want you to have a, a conversation about sin. I want you to have a conversation. What have you been redeemed? So he has to put you through the transformation process. And that comes through the Holy Spirit where he cleans you out. And some of you need a good cleaning out. You need a good old, good old Holy Ghost bowel movement. I'm talking about a clean out. You clean. That's the best way I can put it. And got your attention now. Boy, he talked about a bowel movement. That's what y'all need because some of you still so, so stopped up with sin, you're bloated. You're bloated. You're constipated with sin. Come on. Let's get real. How many people know when you're bloated and constipated, you don't, you, you're, you're irritable? Your bowels are irritable and you are irritable. I mean, I guess Brother Reuben had to go to the bathroom because <laughs> it was irritable. <laughs> oh, it's his anniversary. I could do it. Don't look nothing like him. Sister Sonia still looks as beautiful as ever. None of us look like that anymore. I had hair. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that you got to go through the process. And God knows all this and God sees all this and, and God is, has, has never left. I mean, there was like I was reading a, an article yesterday. It says, has God left America? I'm like, no, God hasn't left America. We've left God. We've left God. And because we left God, we we've embraced some another God. We've embraced the, uh, the spirit of Antichrist. We've embraced the image of man. And because of that, we're getting what we're getting. We're seeing what we're seeing. We're, we're, we're going through what we're going through. And it will not change till we come to God and say, save me, heal me, restore me, and transform me. Clean me out, God. I will not identify, even though I'm living in the times of 2 Timothy chapter 3, I will not identify with this, but I will identify with my Lord. 
soon and very soon. I'm going to see the king. Come on. Soon and very soon. We are going to see the king. Soon and very soon. We are. Come on, let's stand to our feet. I'm done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to see the king. Soon and very soon. We are going to keep the king. Hallelujah. Soon and very soon. We are going to see the king. Come on. Soon and very soon. We are going to see the king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to see the king. Soon and very soon. The king. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Soon and come on, you should be excited. We are going to see the king. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to see the king. And before we take communion, you may be in here and you, 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 you constipated. You're so full of sin. And you, there's no, there's no joy in you. You're irritable. Before I let, before we take communion, I want you to be made free. I want you to be free from that that situation called sin. Whatever it may be, whatever it may be, let's get rid of sin today. Let's get rid of sin today. I don't want you to be bound up. I want you to be free the way Jesus made you on that cross. He made all mankind free. And those that embrace Jesus will be free, will be healed, will be restored, and be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. They will have kingdom status. And if you're here today and you do not have kingdom status, I want you to come to this altar. Now, as you come to this altar, put your mask on because we do follow rules here. God has given us favor to have the building open and we're going to follow the rules. It's not a doubting of your faith. It's just we're going to be in compliance. And if you're here and you want to be sin-free, debt-free, hell-free, and heaven bound, I want you to come now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Today's the day of salvation. Don't let what you see and what you hear control your life, bind you up, but be free. You may be here today and say, Pastor Thad, I've embraced Jesus, but I have walked away. I have not read my Bible. I have not studied it. I have not prayed. I have not picked it up in God knows how long. And I want to come back to God. Come to this altar right now. We can come back to God together. We can come that we can join together and say, you know what? Let's come back. Because when you eat the wrong food, it'll mess you up. We all know that you eat something wrong. What happens? It messes you up. 
When you eat sin and you play with sin and you, and you partake it with sin, you get messed up. And that's not God. Come back to God because he's here for you. Because Jesus is coming back. On a count to ten. And if that's you, come now. One, two, three, four. To, come here. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Give me your mask. Your mask. See, we got to do it properly. I love you, buddy. You're a child of God. Don't you ever forget it. Say, Jesus, today, I make you my king, my Lord, my Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross, for going to hell, for resurrecting for me. And I embrace you now, decreeing. I am saved. I embrace your healing power, your restoring power back to the Father. Holy Spirit, transform me. Transform my thinking to this word. I will think like this word. I will act like this word. And I will live like this word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Pound it. That's simple. A walk before God, holy, righteous, and sanctified. Read his word. Embrace the God that's inside of you. He'll speak to you. He'll show you great and mighty things. Why? Because he loves you. He's going to be good to you. And he's always going to give you his very best. Amen? Amen. One more time. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It's that simple. It's that simple. Now, every one of you who did not come forward, you said you're one with the Father. So when we take the communion, you are right with God. Because if you're not right with God, don't you dare take this communion. Because you lied. And the Apostle Paul was very clear on those who take this communion wrong. To the body of Christ, to the believer... It's a blessing. But to those who've lied to God, it becomes a curse. And I don't want you to be cursed. I don't want you to be cursed. I want you to be blessed of the Lord. And before this element comes across your path, this has been made available for everybody. Everybody can take this. But you got to be right with God. You got to be right with God. That means you're the church. In season and out of season. That means you're holy, righteous, and sanctified. You don't play around. You're committed Christian. You are a testimony of what God has done for you and what God will continue to do for you. And if you still ain't right, I want you to call on Jesus right where you're at. Make sure you're right with God because God's going to bless you today. Amen.
the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the King. Hallelujah. These two elements that we hold in our hand represents the promises of God. And it reminds me of Jeremiah chapter 29, 11. How God promised who he, who, he, who he was to his people. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. To give us an expected end. We have Jesus. We have Jesus. His thoughts, are, God's thoughts towards will never be of evil but it will be always of peace. That's how I know the church is going to make it through. Abundant living ministry is going to make it through these perilous times that we're living in. We're going to make it through. Look at yourself and say, I'm going to make it through. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to make it through. Because we got a promise from God. It's not of evil, but it's always of peace. Hallelujah. This bread that we hold in our hands represents the body of Christ. Promised us from God not to condemn us, but to save us. And this body was broken for all in this room. Those that are watching the internet can be made whole. And that's exactly what happened. Jesus made us whole. And we can decree this physical body is whole in Jesus name. Let's take the bread. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Because of my faith in Jesus, this body is whole. It does not know anything. It does not recognize sickness or disease. It only recognizes being whole. Because of my faith in God. Hallelujah. The cup represents the blood of Christ. God promised us a Savior. Since in Genesis chapter 3, God promised us a Savior. And Jesus was that sacrifice. He was that lamb that was slain. And his body was slain on Calvary. So all of us can be redeemed from sin the ramifications of sin. And we take this cup by faith, decreeing we are redeemed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you and I, I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you honor for this day that you have blessed us with, that you have shown your love, your goodness, and your very best. And I thank you, God, that all of us corporately together, we can take part of this promise. And because of we have taken this, this promise, partaken this promise to us, we will be a testimony today that Jesus is alive in us, that the joy of the Lord is our strength, and that we are committed to you, Father. Wherever we go, whatever we do, Lord, we will show forth our commitment to a world that is bound by the devil. And because we have authority and we have the ability, we can bring salvation to them, healing to them, restoration to them, and Holy Ghost transformation. 
And we do this because we are willing and obedient to you. We are your church, Abundant Living Ministries, called by your name to do your bidding on this earth in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Real quick, today is Mr. Malik Tucker's birthday. We're here to celebrate his birthday today. He's right over there. He's one of our ushers. We appreciate him and his faithfulness here at this church. Not only is he involved as ushering, but he's involved in the youth. And we say thank you in ignition. But before I let you go, we're going to show our appreciation in giving to God. We're going to show our appreciation. And we challenge everybody here at Abundant Living Ministries, put something in God's hand. Give something to God so he can work with And in this week. The devil's a liar. According to Malachi chapter 3, he has been rebuked by God. He cannot touch the seed. He, cannot, he can't even do nothing to it because he is rebuked. And this ground has been broken. This ground has been made ready for your seed, your tithe, your offering. Those that are on in, watching by internet, we're giving you the opportunity to join us corporately in, in giving to our God. Because we know God is a good God. We know God blesses every day, and we see it, we experience it, and we know it to be true. And I'm challenging everyone here, those that are watching the internet, there should be a phone number. You can text it, or you can go to our website, alm.org, and follow, and follow the steps, and it'll take you how to give. You're giving into good ground, and what we believe here at Abundant Living Ministries, a hundredfold return comes to you, comes to this house and comes to you. And you're going to see it this week. I have been saying that and I, and I have a testimony. My wife and I are living, walking, talking testimonies. We see it in the checks in the mail. We see it in debt cancellation. We see it all the time. God is a good God and he is faithful to his church. And we're going to show our faithfulness now, okay? So Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand corporately together with, with tithe, with offering, with seed in our hand. And we thank you, God. We willfully and we do this out of obedience to the word of God. And because we put our faith in you, God, we know the reward is going to be great. And we decree it now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Let's receive.